नमस्कार एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड नंबर 16 ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग कॉन्शियसनेस पॉडकास्ट टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू गो थ्रू विद द इंट्रोडक्शन ऑफ द पेपर दैट वी स्टार्टेड येस्टडे एंड ओके हेयर इज द थिंग फ्रेंकली दिस इज टू हार्ड नॉट टू हार्ड आई एम स्टिल अंडरस्टैंडिंग अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स understanding the mechanism of uh, experimentation trying to figure out all the previous work done trying to figure out all the literature that is being referenced in this paper but of course this is this is a huge uh, field of research has been going on for 30 years i cannot expect to be well versed with everything and uh, so today i'll I just at the start i'll i'll let you know if you are trying to understand this with me you should be reading the paper as well and just just comment and let me know if i'm going wrong or something right so the first problem that i faced in this paper is that it's there is a contradiction in the paper uh, according to me there, there was this contradiction that i felt was there in the paper so yesterday we established that this paper is trying to figure out whether trying to figure out the mechanism of how the sensory the visual sensitivity is attenuated because of your own movements your own hand movements are they go unnoticed right and we are trying to find the mechanism of how the underlying mechanism of this attenuation right this is the goal of the paper the goal i i wouldn't say it's the goal of the paper it's it's this is the field because it's not going to fulfill that goal in just one paper it's it's working towards that goal okay and it proposes that active inference this is what we discussed yesterday active inference or prediction error minimization theory first of all i tried to read this on uh, google um on uh, wikipedia and uh, there are some new terms i un- free energy something called free energy is a part of it um it's <clears throat> this field goes on and on back to a lot of uh, different ideas i think it's also related to homeostasis in biological uh, systems uh, somehow which i read from um, antonio damasio's work his book strange order of things that's also about feelings and uh, emotions being a part of uh, the homeostasis the, the the extension of homeostasis and i think that it, it is a little related to this i i'm i may be wrong anyway active inference is is a big theory i don't really understand much about it but i i understood this one part of it that it's trying to under, trying to minimize the prediction error the brain is the the functioning of the brain is uh, an attempt to minimize prediction errors the mind is the mind and the i'm interchanging these terms here but um i don't think it should be um so it's it's 
the 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 theory the prediction error minimization theory i'm reading the paper now posits that the brain is constantly predicting sensory input right we are it's constantly predicting what's going to happen okay this is this is already we already know that okay predictions are then continuously compared with the sensory input in such a way as it, it, so you make it, the brain makes a prediction and then they are compared with the actual data and then the overall goal and and then the error whatever the error is it's propagated for further computation right and the overall goal of this computation is to minimize this prediction error in the long term so as your infant brain starts understanding the world as the infant as the newly developed brain comes out and starts getting all the sensory information from that moment in one's life the brain is trying to predict and correct itself um through this mechanism right and um, that's why in fans this is not on the in the paper this is my own attempt at trying to connect all the dots that i know about so um, when initially an, a, a baby is born the um, the visual um, equity is not that established slowly the brain automatically tries to establish this Um, visual equity and then uh, that process happens because of this prediction and uh, and i think a lot of uh, neural networks uh, are trained with this mechanism itself um initial first generation neural networks are really bad at doing the task and then the ones that are not the worst the ones that are the best they are taken the ones that have the, the minimum errors are taken and then they are uh, made to reproduce into multiple ones and then ge- these are genetic algorithms uh, neural networks algorithms and they have already proven to be successful in a lot of fields right so there is some truth to it in in at least in artificial intelligence um <clears throat> so but but here is here is this uh, contradiction that comes okay so let's let me go to contradiction so the active inference theory suggests that movements are elicited by predicting the sensory consequences of the movement so it's it's saying that if you are you see a glass in front of you and you want to grab the glass the the brain will first predict what will happen when you do that okay this all happens subconsciously it, it doesn't you don't feel it consciously right and then the movement so the, the so these predictions are actually driving so the brain will predict what will happen but it's actually not happening right now because it's a, it's a future it's you your hand is resting right now it's going to move to the glass and as it moves to the glass before it starts to move there will be a prediction of the sensory input but there is at that moment a uh, a difference in the prediction and the actual sensory data so this paper is saying that this this theory is saying that these predictions are actually driving the behavior 
so that the organism will perform the necessary movements leading to the predicted state. So prediction is driving behavior so that the predicted state is achieved. However, the predicted consequences that the hand, example, the hand will move towards the glass are not in agreement with the current sensory data where the hand is still resting in, a, in the resting position. And the, so this is where I thought the, the, it's saying the active inference theory proposes that this mismatch between the predictions and sensory data is resolved through withdrawal of attention, which I, this I don't understand. I won't um, belabor on this point. If you don't understand, that's okay. We let's let's continue on. So I decided to continue on because this is I've been reading these this paper and uh, the things accompanying the uh, this paper on Wikipedia since the morning now. It, it, it's in three four hours, and all of this is so new to me. Everything is so new to me that uh, it's taking a lot of time, but. Let's go on. Let's let's cover all the points that I that I actually understood. So, <clears throat> first of all, this is uh, how are they experimenting this? The experimental setup is very fascinating. There's something called Gaber patches, or I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but um, the G A B O R Gaber Gaber. I think that's how you should pronounce it. Gaber patches are these line gratings I, i'll show it on the i'll show it on the video if you are just a viewer just search on the youtube if you're just a listener and you you don't have you're not watching a video go to go to google and search for gaber patches but here it is on the screen right here this this is gaber this is the gaber patch and the gaber patch um is for those who are just listening it's it's a it's a it's it's a it's a zebra crossing zebra crossing kind of a pattern black white lines um and uh, it's also there is an it's it's enveloped by the Go, the the bayesian distribution uh, i think that's what it's called maybe i'm wrong but it's like a splotch it's like a circular splotch of black and white lines the the center of that circle is the most contrasting like the the, the most uh, uh, the strongest contrast between the black and white lines and as you go towards the edge it fades into grayness okay <clears throat> so uh, i don't know why these are the most crucial but i think they they trigger if i have to guess they trigger some visual uh, neurons, um, the edge detection, and all those things, and the the the, the difference in contrast. So it, they are very um, visually exciting. Not not exciting as in exciting to us in conscious state, but exciting to the neurons, excitatory to the neurons. Okay, they trigger a lot of um, visual uh, sensitive sensations. So they're good for they're considered good for uh, testing. And so this is the this is the experimental setup. First of all, they are uh, testing two things. First is sensation, actual sensation of. So okay, before I go into that, this is what this is what it is. A person is sitting on a chair. There is a screen in front. There, there is a dot in the center of the screen where the person has to look all the time. Okay, on the left of that dot 
on the left side of the, of the screen there is one gable patch on the right side of the screen there is another gable patch all right and the test is to decide which just look by looking at the center while looking at the exact center of the screen that dot at the center of the screen it has to the the person has to uh, decide which of the two patches are more or stronger contrast which of them which are more faded and which are less faded you know so so just visually which is more uh, contrasting and the orientation is different in both of them as in the, the the lines are not exactly vertical or horizontal there is an angle to the lines and uh, what is happening is uh, with the hand thing they move their left hand. half of the time they move their left hand to cover the left gaber patch but the vr the virtual reality goggles that they are wearing oh yeah they are wearing a virtual reality goggle they are not even uh, it's not a screen they are not looking at a screen they are looking into a virtual reality goggle uh, goggles and as they move the hand towards the the left gaber patch to cover the left patch as soon and and the the, the there is a hand tracker um, attached and it knows when the hand has covered the patch um and uh, the 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 virtual reality goggles do not show your hand uh, they only show the, the the screen but the mind knows that the hand has moved towards that okay through proprioception right and uh, <clears throat> this is what is being tested how good is the so without the hand thing you would be able to tell i mean i don't know what the, the simplest experiment would be just showing which contra which of the two sides contrasts i think everyone would be more or less almost 100% um uh, in telling which is the more contrasting patch the left one or the right one right but when the, the complication occurs when there is a hand perceived hand in front of the patch the hand the mind should be should attenuate the sensory input coming from that position so if the hand is in front of the um the left patch what should happen is the if is that the left patch should feel less contrast full than the the right patch okay and they they switch the hands in the middle of the experiment the um and there are other um, um experimental setups which we'll discuss tomorrow um the the way the input is being um entered the the way the um other the control so we'll discuss that tomorrow but today i want to discuss this one thing called metacognition which i understood what it is metacognition is cognition about your own cognition you know knowing about your own mind and it's working it's metacognition basically meta of something is just um you know a cycle to on its own you know on, on itself 
um, you know so um, so in this case in our case metacognition is first you ask the person which of the two sides are more contrasting and the second question which comes under metacognition is how confident are you about your choice all right and both are being tested the 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 metacognition is also the metacognition also appears to be affected by the, uh, this kind of a visual occlusion occlusion um, am i using the right word um this attenuation the sensory attenuation um <clears throat> they are trying to test whether uh, you feel like you are less confident or more confident and then there is a control guy which does not have the a control condition not a control guy but the control condition of the experiment too would be um when the hand comes in front of the patch um it's the, the hand the patch is never shown behind the hand it's just away from the hand it's a control it's not it's the opposite of what the control this is what if, if you don't know what control is this a control of an experiment is just a negative of the experiment such that the rest of the things can be um statistically taken out the rest of the the side effects of the way you are doing the experiment all the unknown and unknown side effects can be separated from the actual effect that you are trying to study the actual effect is in this case is whether the hand in front of the patch uh, does something to the sensory input uh, how do you control it the the hand is not in front of the patch and what happens then what happens to metacognition uh, to, to the confidence in your own ability in the second sense so um i've gone 18 minutes i didn't know i had 18 minutes worth of material today because i frankly i'm not not confident about this paper yet there is so much to learn there is there are so there's so much research brown at all uh, 2013 clark 2015 lock at all um, 2017 limanowski at all 2018 then carrasco at all 2004 and so many so much research which has already gone in it but i'll try to understand try to get past it and try to understand this particular experiment and how this goes and we'll see what we can take it take out from it but um, what i understand from it is it's the experimentation itself is so fascinating that i actually want to do it um if it's available online uh, somewhere i would love to do it you know just be a subject and maybe <clears throat> as a programmer as a programmer i am actually fascinated in you know creating this uh, how to create this and get people to do it and you know um this is fascinating this is just i um i almost want to go and ask them can i be just a lab technician and just you know be be around you guys when you do such experiments just be around you and just uh, be amazed by all this um just this is a new found fascination i have because it, first of all it's 
one thing is it's it's hard but it's not very very hard it's not there is some mathematics but it's not a lot of mathematics that it scares me and uh, um i am looking forward to understanding this paper the the more i read the more i get the more gets through into my mind and the more i will be able to explain on this podcast so um thanks for listening and see you tomorrow